Welcome to the Vegology Podcast with your host Jenny and Matt Morris. We're diving into part two of the Superfood You Should Be Eating series. Part two. Yes. So as we've talked about before, what you eat either fuels health or disease. Take your pick. Whatever your genetic disposition, whether it is heart disease, diabetes, cancer, consistently eating a healthy, nutrient-packed whole foods diet reduces the risk of disease by helping to stop cell damage that can develop into disease. Yep. And we're here to give you the scoop on some of the superfoods that give you the most bang for your nutritional buck and how you can easily include them into your diet. But before we go into all that healthy goodness, we got a couple things we want to talk about. Like the fact that we're back. Yeah, it's been a minute. I know. (laughs) So we announced previously that we would be gone the previous month. So the whole month of November, we decided to just take a break. And now we're back. A hiatus. A hiatus, if you will. And we're very happy to be back. It was a much-needed break. Probably the worst time considering it was World Vegan Month. But that's okay. Yeah, we didn't think that went through too much. We just needed a break, so we took it. Yeah. And it was good that we did. So we're back, and we're super happy to be back on the microphone talking to you. And we did truly miss this throughout the month. And today is Sunday, December 1st, so we are down to the wire. This episode is being released tomorrow, so we've got a lot of work to do to make that happen, but we truly took the entire month off. We really did, and we had to talk ourselves out of coming back a little bit early. We said we would do the month, and we did the month. We did, but we're back, and we're happy to be talking to you again. Yes, and we appreciate you sticking with us. Yeah, so I guess we will dive in to... What we ate this week. And what did we eat? All right. So, of course, this week was Thanksgiving, which, of course, we had all the goodies. I like a traditional American Thanksgiving meal. You really do. I do. So give me all the stuffing, all the mashed potatoes, all the roasted veggies. I love it. You do. I am more open to throwing some curveballs in there, but you like it traditional. I have in the past, but normally I'll buy like a tofurkey loaf or Trader Joe's has a really good vegan loaf that you can get that's like a turkey substitute, if you will. And I also like Gardein's and Field Roast has a really good one. We've tried a lot of different ones, but this year I decided to do it a little bit different. And I made a beet wellington is what I call it. And that name uh, just seems to be funny to me every time I hear it. (laughs) i thought i was so clever with that and then i realized it's been used before (laughs) but you didn't realize that so in your own mind you came up with it (laughs) yeah but it was so good and basically it was like a beef wellington only the inside was made with lentils and quinoa a lot of good veggies and spices And I had roasted beets in there as well. So that's why I called it a beet wellington. And if you follow us on Instagram, you probably saw the pictures. So we did uh, post it in Instagram stories. And it's actually in the the news feed as well. So if you want to go take a look, it's there for you. So we had the beet wellington, mashed potatoes, stuffing, roasted Brussels sprouts, and sweet potatoes, and roasted carrots. That is a lot for two people. It is a lot. It was so good, too. Like, ugh. It's so wonderful. And the thing is, like, stuffing is my favorite thing out of all of it. I just love traditional stuffing. Plain and simple, not getting fancy with it. Just onions, peppers, carrots, and those traditional seasonings. 
It is. I just love stuffing. And you regular listeners will already know that I'm not the biggest fan of beets. However, I enjoyed the beet Wellington, and the name just tickled me so much that I just kept eating it. <laughs> <laughs> whatever gets you yeah, through it. Because <laughs> beets are super healthy, so yeah, whatever gets I you eating that. Yep. <laughs> All right, so that was obviously the highlight of the week of what we ate, um, our Thanksgiving meal. But um, meal number two... We put green and fruit smoothies because we did drink a lot of smoothies this week, anticipating the carb overload (laughs) for the Thanksgiving meal. Yeah, we felt that that justified our overeating on Thanksgiving. Yeah, we talk about balance a lot. So it's all about balance. There's no shame in indulging in whatever food you want to, but you got to have a balance. And we offset that with smoothies. Yeah. And meal number three, we had chickpea flour omelets for dinner. So we just topped it with onions and broccoli, lots of broccoli, and Violife shredded mozzarella cheese. Yeah, I always enjoy breakfast for dinner. It's been a little bit since we had the chickpea omelets, and they were overloaded with broccoli this time, and I love broccoli, so I was really into them. Mm -hmm. And it's not necessarily a meal, but I have to highlight this. Is as we are recording this right now, we are sitting with Maddie's famous to us <laughs> Bloody Marys. Yeah, so if we seem a little over energetic <laughs> right now, it's because our blood pressure is high <laughs> from these high sodium Bloody Marys, but they are wonderful if I can toot my own horn. So and good. I will, and I just did. Yes. Congratulations. So there you sir. have it. Yes. Well done, sir. Thank you. <laughs> but they are very, very good. And my garnish today was yes. mini pancakes. Yeah, that was really good. I think <laughs> I think mainly because it was my idea. <laughs> but honestly, the mini pancakes were great because if you dipped them in the Bloody Mary and kind of soaked them a little bit, it was just so good. And I would not have done that, but I saw you doing it. <laughs> so I silently copied you. It kind of like the, the, the slight sweetness of the pancake complimented. The, Matt makes, makes our Bloody Mary super spicy the way that's the way we like it. So the subtle sweetness of the pancakes mixed with the spiciness of the Bloody Mary. It was really freaking good. And I woke up and I saw you made us pancakes and you had little minis for our Bloody Marys. And I thought well, that's something I wouldn't have thought of, but it worked out wonderfully. See? We work well together. We do. All right, then. Moving on. Matthew, our vegan product highlight this week. What is it? It is your favorite peanut butter, Justin's Classic Peanut Butter. Yes. I will admit, I'm not, I've never been a huge peanut butter fan. And when I do want a nut spread, I make homemade almond butter all the time. Like, that's really all all I get. But I felt lazy one day. And I happened to see that Justin's classic peanut butter was on sale. So I'm like, what the hell? I'll give it a try. And I actually really liked it because, first of all, just to go over some highlights of it, it's all natural. It is not overly sweet. Some peanut butter varieties add sugar to it and it's just it's just overly sweet to me. I don't have a sweet tooth. We all know that. I've mentioned that several times. So this peanut butter really hits the spot with me. It's non-GMO, no added sugar. And uh, another bonus is that it's orangutan friendly. So the palm oil is orangutan friendly. And this peanut butter is also gluten-free, obviously. 
it says it on the package. I don't know why some products put it on the package when that's an obvious thing. Maybe it's not obvious to some people, but yeah. So Justin's Classic Peanut Butter, two thumbs up. I love it. Can I tell a story about me and peanut butter? No, you cannot. Oh, okay. <laughs> I love peanut butter. I always have, and I don't care what it's in. I love it. When I was in high school, I had mono or something like that. I was really sick for a while. And after we left the doctors, like any good parent, my mom took me for a big ice cream sundae when I was sick, and I got a peanut butter sundae, and I threw it up. <laughs> That's a great story. And is this going somewhere? Yes. I was unable to eat peanut butter for like three or four years because of that moment. But I'm happy I've gotten over it, and now I eat peanut butter again. But it was a hard three or four years where peanut butter just disgusted me. Wow. Yes. That's tragic. Yes. But with a good ending. Yes, I like it now. That could be yep, like a it, lifetime movie. It, it could be a lifetime movie. <laughs> well, I'm happy. I'm well, happy thank you. for you. I'm happy to be back on the peanut butter train. <laughs> All right, so that is our product highlight. So Justin's Classic Peanut Butter. It is really good. Check it out if you want to. Now, I know a lot of their products, like their almond butter, tends to be pretty expensive, but the peanut butter is reasonably priced, I think. And... It's tasty. It really is. And now on to our main topic. Superfoods. Are you ready? Oh, I'm ready. Are you ready? I'm ready. Are you sure you're ready? I'm ready. Okay, superfoods. Superfoods. Superstar. Superstar. Superfoods. (laughs) That could have been. Yes, that could have been a movie reference. That could have been a movie reference. Damn it. (laughs) All right. Sorry about that missed opportunity, folks. All right, so... Our main topic is, of course, superfoods. Last episode, we brought you five of some of our favorite superfoods that we eat on a regular basis, and now we're coming at you with more. So, as we've noted before, no single food, not even a superfood, can offer all the nutrition, health benefits, and energy we need to nourish ourselves. However, there are a few foods that can be singled out for special recognition, These superfoods offer some very important nutrients that can power pack your meals and snacks and further enhance a healthy eating pattern. And that's why they qualify as superfoods. Hells yeah. Give me some. You can't see this, but we just fist bumped. Over superfoods. Over superfoods. (laughs) Because that's how we do. All right. So our first superfood to highlight is broccoli. Broccoli. I love it. I don't care how you prepare it. I will eat it. Even if it's just raw, I'm taking it down. I love it. So good and always in our house. Like we always have either it raw in the fridge or we have a big bag of frozen broccoli from Costco's that we can just pull out anytime. I mean, like we we have broccoli. We and love the it. Farmer's market down the street. I'm always buying it. I think it's just wonderful. Yep. Absolutely love it. You're killing him, Michael. Oh, <laughs> you're busting. <laughs> I just threw in a, a pop culture reference. You're busting that out pretty early. I'm busting early. it out, yep. If I know any, exactly what that is. If anyone can guess that, <laughs> we will send you a prize. Yes. And we just sent out a prize to someone who got one of my earlier references. Yeah, that's so hot. That's hot. That's hot right that's now. Hot yeah, that's hot right now. Yeah. Was an a Zoolander reference. And Mike from New York. Mike from New called York. Called us got on it. it. So he's got a prize coming his way. Yeah. And we are so excited about it. Yeah. So if you get this one, good call. I can't believe you busted that out early. Yes. 
All right, so say it again. You're killing them, Michael. All right, there you go, folks. (laughs) (laughs) Send us an email at hello at vegology.com, and we'll send you out a prize if you can guess that reference. It's from a television show, not a movie. Oh, you're giving deeper clues. That's crazy. You're just giving prizes away. Going rogue here. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. All right, back to broccoli. Yes, let's rein this in a little bit. Get a hold of yourself. Hey. (laughs) Broccoli is considered one of the most nutritional vegetables around. Like other cruciferous vegetables, like Brussels sprouts, cabbage, cauliflower, lowers the risk of cancer, which begins at the cellular level. It's packed with numerous vitamins and minerals to help fight cancer, build strong bones, and lower cholesterol. It's loaded with fiber, antioxidants to fight cancer, and vitamin C to aid in calcium absorption. Yeah. And so as you can see, super healthy, super nutritious, like all, I don't even have to say that because that's what this (laughs) episode's about. It's a superfood. However, you might be wondering, how can I eat broccoli? It's boring. I put it in salads. I don't find it boring at all. I might steam it. I don't either. But some people do, and I don't, well, I will say, and I've admitted this before, but I used to only eat broccoli raw. I hated it cooked. I could not stand it cooked. It was horrible. Until I discovered roasting. So when I, when I ate roasted broccoli for the first time, it was an eye-opener for me. And I ended up loving it. Now I like it anyway. Actually, my favorite way to have it now is steamed. Oh, I like it roasted. <laughs> oh, steamed is my yeah. favorite now. When it gets a little blackened on the yeah, it's nice. flowerettes there. Yeah, yeah it's good. Yeah. But there's so many different ways that you can eat it. So you can make broccoli soup with it. You can put it in ramen, which is one of our favorites. We, we You know, if you've been listening, that we love our ramen. You can make a broccoli salad or just toss broccoli on your raw salad. You can roast broccoli like we talked about. And I have a really good recipe for roasted broccoli with almonds. And I will definitely share that with you. You can mix up broccoli and tofu scramble. You can add it to a chickpea flour omelet like we talked about in what we ate this week. And also, I even add broccoli to smoothies. I will add anything to a smoothie. You really will. (laughs) It just just falls right in there. Yeah, and it's it's easy, especially if you have a high-speed blender. Listen, I know like the Vitamixes and the Blendtex are super expensive. I get that. But honestly... It is an investment that is well worth it, 100%. And I know I've mentioned this in a previous episode, but that Vitamix was expensive, but we bought that probably about eight or nine years ago, Mm -hmm. and you use it daily, Yeah. and that thing is just chugging along with no signs of deterioration. It's it's holding its own. It's a quality machine, and you can put stuff like broccoli in it, and it just mixes in with all the other ingredients, so you don't even think that you're... Eating broccoli, even if you think you don't like broccoli, you can throw it in there and you won't even tell the difference with the other ingredient. Like it's just, you get all the nutritional benefits and you just got to get rid of the whole psyche. <laughs> you know, I don't like broccoli. You need, if you don't like broccoli, get over it. Or if you think broccoli is really weird in smoothies and you didn't think about putting it in before, trust me, it's really not that yeah, bad. That is a good point that that thing pulverizes it so much that you Everything. can forget you put it in. Yeah. And I will tell you, I've done that several times with the Nutribullet too. So not even high-speed blenders. Like even the Nutribullet took broccoli pretty well. Not in its raw form, but if you have like some steamed broccoli left over in the fridge and you throw it in where it's soft, 
it just it like the Nutribullet will pulverize that. And I will also say the Nutribullet we've had for a long time. You used that pretty rigorously too, and it's holding up. Yeah. So, two recommendations. Two recommendations for, for these products. products that are a little bit pricey, but they last a very long time. Mm-hmm. All right. So that's broccoli. So as you can see, there's a lot of different ways that you can make it, and it's super healthy for you. And then moving on, the next one is one of my favorites. You put this in everything. Everything is turmeric. It is known for being anti-inflammatory. And there have been so many studies done on turmeric showing that it can help fight cancer, diabetes, and other illnesses like Alzheimer's. It's also very good for those who have arthritis, especially because of the anti-inflammatory properties. One thing to note is that Turmeric is full of antioxidants that will keep your immune system strong and healthy. It also promotes healthy digestion. Yeah, so one important thing to note is that turmeric is not easily absorbed by the body. So it needs a little help to reap the health benefits. And one way to do that is to add a little black pepper to assist with the absorption. So black pepper is turmeric's little sidekick. So always include a little black pepper when using turmeric in any recipe. But maybe black pepper doesn't consider itself to be the sidekick. Maybe it doesn't think of itself that way. Maybe it's the lead (laughs) character in its own story. Oh, my God. That is another movie reference, folks. (laughs) You are on fire. Yes, I am. Maybe that's... Yeah, so if anyone knows that one, that one's a little bit more obscure. (laughs) Now you know what this one... (laughs) It's like when he's had a little break. Yes, yes. I feel like we're coming out swinging this episode, but we've been off for a while. All right, we got a twofer. We got a twofer. Twofer. And this, we're just early in this episode, too, so we might have a threefer by the time this thing's all done. We might. But, (laughs) (laughs) yeah, so, all right, you have to say it again. Maybe the black pepper doesn't consider itself to be a sidekick. Maybe it doesn't think of itself that way. Maybe it's the lead character in its own story. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so that is a t- movie reference. And, and, this and I a, know exactly what movie that this, is. If I can give some clue that's not going to be helpful at all, it's a movie that all the actors that are in it, and there's some big-time actors in this, never claim that they're in it. No, they because never talk about this. They're movie. embarrassed. And by they it. might be embarrassed by it, but I don't know why. But it's actually one of our favorites. <laughs> Whenever you hear them interviewed, I can't believe they, you just pulled out a reference yes. from that movie. Whenever you hear them interviewed, they go down a list of <laughs> accolades, but they never mention this one. Oh my gosh, that is hilarious! So if you can figure it out, yes. kudos, and Please. you've got a prize coming. Let us know. Hello at vagology.com. <laughs> we'll be amazed if you can get this one. <laughs> All right, so back once again. Yes, I'm sorry I digressed again. <laughs> We're only on our second episode. I know, this is going to be the longest episode ever. <laughs> All right, so turmeric. Different ways you can enjoy it. So, of course, it is a staple in tofu scramble. Because, mainly because, and this is how I started using turmeric and found out about it is that it is yellow and when it's heated it it turns into this bright yellow so when you make tofu scramble and you put turmeric in it it gives it this yellow color it looks like eggs 
then it stains your fingers. And it does stain your fingers. And everything else it touches. (laughs) Yeah, so be careful. (laughs) So, but, and I didn't realize until after I had my knee injury that I, you know, was doing research and turmeric came up as an anti-inflammatory benefit. So I started using it in everything after that. So I do put it, it's... It does have somewhat of a flavor, but if you throw it in smoothies and stuff, it's not really detectable too much. But yeah, so, and I honestly, truly believe that this is one of the things that's really helped me with my chronic knee issues. So, definitely a superfood. And tofu scramble is a good way that you can start using it. Also, very popular nowadays. I see it everywhere. (laughs) People drinking turmeric tea, and a lot of people drink it with lemon in it and um, a little bit of ginger. But so good. It's just putting turmeric, mixing it in with a little hot water or a little green tea and adding a little lemon. And it's so good and super easy. Just drink that first thing in the morning. Very good. You can add it to different soups. Like I always add it to lentil soup. Sweet potato soup and carrot soup. So turmeric is perfect in those type of soups. You can add it to a little bit of rice. You can sprinkle it on roasted potatoes or cauliflower. Very, very good. Very yummy. Yeah, lots of different ways that you can. And you can throw it in smoothies. And curries. And curries, yes. Let's not forget about that. That's like Oh, no, so yes, important. that's a big one. <laughs> <laughs> we haven't talked about curries yet. Well, okay, that's a whole other episode. I'm not going on another tangent. <laughs> <laughs> But definitely in curries. All right. So on, moving on, our next superfood. Another one of our favorites. <clears throat> and I am calling it a superfood. It is sauerkraut. I love sauerkraut. Yes. Sauerkraut's amazing. It's packed with probiotics, which can help with immune health and digestion. Because it's made from cabbage, a cruciferous vegetable, as we discussed previously, Sauerkraut also supports your immune system, your bone health. It can help regulate and reduce your risk of type 2 diabetes and heart disease. So fermenting it into sauerkraut, however, turns it into a nutritional powerhouse. It's healthy. Bacteria does a body good. It's very inexpensive and can be found in just about any grocery store. And it's also very easy to make yourself. It is. I don't think very many people make it themselves, but it's actually pretty easy. It is very easy. And even if you don't want to make it yourself, you can buy it at the grocery store for fairly cheap. It's not that expensive. Maybe that's why a lot of people don't make it themselves because it's just so cheap in the store. Maybe. Maybe. But oh, homemade sauerkraut is so good though. And it, it is very easy to make yourself. So different ways that you can enjoy sauerkraut. Baked sauerkraut with some tempeh. Um, we've put it in Buddha bowls or veggie bowls, however you want to describe those type of bowls. Uh, it goes great with mashed potatoes, of course. Definitely. <laughs> and, of course, Reuben sandwiches, vegan Reuben sandwiches. You can top it on hot dogs. That's usually a staple for hot dogs. Or just take a forkful every day like we do. And then, of course, put it in smoothies. Throw it in them smoothies. <laughs> Why not? <laughs> Just pulverize that right into your smoothie. So, so good. But yeah, there's a lot of different ways to enjoy sauerkraut. We, of course, grew up with sauerkraut because we grew up in Pennsylvania Dutch country. We grew up in Lancaster, Pennsylvania, and Pennsylvania Dutch food was pretty much a a staple for us. So we've always just had sauerkraut around. Yeah, it's a staple for New Year's because, like, I've noticed, like, every region in the U.S., 
probably the world has different traditions for New Year's meals. And if you eat sauerkraut on New Year's Day, where we're from, it's considered good luck. Yes, it was always pork and sauerkraut. Pork and sauerkraut. So now we've just modified it a little bit. Yeah. But we still have sauerkraut every New Year's. And now that we're in the South, we're in Raleigh, North Carolina, it's collard greens and and black-eyed peas. Black-eyed peas, that's correct. Brings prosperity and health. I think those two things. They're very tasty. Oh, yeah. Yes. I never had collard greens until I moved to the South. They're wonderful. And oh my gosh, so good. That's a superfood in itself, but we're not highlighting it today. (laughs) I'm not going to get on another tangent like (laughs) we do. All right, so next up, superfood. Another great one that might fly under the radar a little bit. Yeah, this might be a surprise to most because it doesn't get the attention it deserves. But it's something that we eat on a regular basis. We absolutely love it. It's easy to incorporate into a lot of different things. Mung beans. Mung beans. And particularly for us, sprouted mung beans. We we sprout mung beans here. And it's incredibly easy to do. It's amazing how fast it sprouts, too. Yeah, two days and you have a whole <laughs> bunch. Like, it's it's incredible. We always have sprouted mung beans in the house. So it's an excellent source of plant protein. They're a high source of nutrients such as manganese, potassium, magnesium, folate, zinc, fiber. I mean, you name it. <laughs> there's, there's so many health benefits to this thing. And that's just to name a few. So some health benefits include lowering cholesterol and blood pressure. It contains antioxidants that fight cancer development. can help prevent type 2 diabetes. It boosts your immune system. It decreases PMS symptoms, and that is for real. I can attest to that. And it's easy to digest. It's an immunity booster to fight infections and viruses. You can eat them whole, the whole beans, like any other beans that you would eat, or you can sprout them like we said that we do, which is our preference. And it's, like I said, it's super easy to do it yourself, just using a jar. They might be the super, super food. They really are. Mung beans are so good, and we don't eat them whole very often. I think I have like once or twice in my life. We really just eat them sprouted. Because we sprout them. They're so easy. We and went good. We went on a trip somewhere. Where did we go? I think we went out to the West Coast, maybe to California, for a week. And my parents came down here to watch our baby Ani. And when we came back... Your dad had started them. My dad had started the mung beans. And I've been obsessed ever since. He, gave, he bought this little sprouter kit. It's just a very simple kit. That you can sprout mung beans, any beans with. We've sprouted so many different things. Sunflower seeds, mung beans, like you name it. We've sprouted all kinds of things. But we've kind of stuck with the mung beans. And that's pretty much all we sprout right now. But it was such a great thing. And then I did more research. But you don't even need like a contraption to do it, like some product. You can just simply do it in a ball jar. It's really easy. And um, you can use the sprouted mung beans, just toss them on salads and sandwiches you can have whole uh, mung beans in soups, curries, smoothies, of course, uh, stir fries, uh, you name it. So a lot of different ways to eat it, and it's delicious. And I thought about throwing in another pop culture reference, but I feel like I've done enough, and I've already done one from this. Oh, my God. You are out of this, control. Um, I don't want to say movie or show, because that might help along, but 
So I'm going to leave this one go. Why don't you just say it and not make it a thing? Because <laughs> I forget the exact verbiage of it. That's why I couldn't do it. Oh. Yep. <laughs> All right. <laughs> All right. I'll let you slide on that. All right. So that is superfood number three. Our next superfood is... One of my absolute favorites. Avocado. I love some avocado. Nature's butter. Spread it on some toast and I'm a happy guy. Yeah. So avocados are nutrient-rich, high-fiber fruits that may play a role in reducing inflammation, chronic diseases, and they contribute to heart health, such as especially regulating blood pressure. They're rich in magnesium, which is good for healthy bones. Uh, A fascinating little tidbit about avocados is that research has shown that they improve the body's ability to absorb nutrients from other foods. So remember that it's not just the presence of nutrients in food that matter. It's also our body's ability to absorb those nutrients. So something that we need to be mindful of and what we really want to convey, especially in this episode, is we talk about the turmeric and you needing black pepper to really reap the benefits of the turmeric same thing with avocado it's very good working with other foods to help absorb their nutrients so avocado is definitely a superfood not only in itself but also when eaten with other superfoods and vegetables and such it's kind of like a superstar athlete makes his teammates better yeah the avocado Makes other nutrient-rich foods better. Exactly. And the way that we like to enjoy avocados is we do make uh, zucchini noodles a lot, a.k.a. zoodles. And we always make like a spicy, creamy avocado sauce to put on them. And we, we just love it. It's an extra way to get avocado in our diet. Also, even though it looks weird, <laughs> instead of using butter... We have used avocado when making mashed potatoes. Uh, It really adds a creaminess to the mashed potatoes. It turns them green. Yes, they will be green. (laughs) So it's it's a little weird that they're green, but it's it's a healthier way to replace like earth balance where it's not as healthy. So to replace like the vegan butters, avocado is a good substitute. Chocolate avocado pudding is very good. I love my chocolate pudding. Throw some avocado in there and damn. Again, creamy, delicious goodness. In smoothies, of course. Salads, chop it up, put it on a salad. Avocado toast. Yes, I love it. My favorite way to have avocado is guacamole, actually. Guacamole is wonderful. So good. And I usually just will make a batch of guacamole, and that's what I spread on my toast because I just love it so much. I love all the flavor combos in it. So good. That is wonderful. And I am just as happy with just a straight up avocado on my toast. So those are the five superfoods that we said we were going to present you today. But wait a minute. I see another one. Yeah. We might have a bonus. We have a bonus, people. (laughs) I couldn't leave this one out because (laughs) it is so good. Like I I had to add one more in here. There's so many more that we could add, but this one I definitely wanted to highlight, and that is walnuts. 
love walnuts. They are one of the healthiest nuts, and they are so good, and they are so versatile. You can use them in so many different ways. So walnuts are a good source of omega-3 fatty acids. You don't need fish oil, people. You don't. Walnuts, okay? people. You can get your omega-3s other many other ways. Walnuts, chia seeds, so many different ways. However, walnuts, we're focusing on, <laughs> is a good source of omega-3 fatty acids, protein, fiber, uh, magnesium, vitamin E, potassium. A lot of people stay away from nuts because they are high in calories and fat. But let's keep in mind that it's healthy fat, not the bad fat. But they are missing out on a lot of amazing health benefits. So it's about moderation and balance. And we talk about that all the time. It's about balance. So don't eat five handfuls. I'm guilty of that sometimes. Of walnuts. I know. Me too. I know. It's so bad. But they're so good. They're like, what's the chip that you can't eat just one? I think that was Lay's. Is it Lay's? No, it was Pringles, wasn't it? No, I think it was Lay's. Was it Lay's? Yeah. Okay, well, anyway. Pringles is not a chip, by the way. It's not? Why isn't it? It's a... It is a chip. It is not a chip. It's a... I'm gonna, it's a crisp. That's what it is. It's a crisp. What the hell is the it's difference a mashed, between a crisp? It's a mashed potato substance that they form into that shape. It's a crisp. It's not a chip. Well, I don't know. Whatever. I per- <laughs> personally, I never like Pringles because they leave like a weird film in your mouth. Like it's gross. I probably haven't had them forever, but I don't like them. No. Okay. But I honestly don't understand the difference between that and a chip. But a that's potato our, chip is potato actually chip. the potato slice, and it gets it's a chip. But that's a mash. Pringles is a mash. Yes, that's how they get it, and they're all the same shape. Oh. You look at a bag of potato chips; they're not all the same shape, but Pringles are. Oh. I just blew your mind. Maybe. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. I don't eat Pringles, so I don't care. But in any way, you can't eat Lay's. You can't eat just one because walnuts are just so freaking good. And we used to have a walnut tree where we lived when I was little. And we used to crack them open and we used to eat them. So they were really good. So I've had walnuts uh, like that. It's so good. It's a lot of work to get those shells open. Yeah, and it was very stinky too because it had a distinct smell, like the the outside, and it was very bitter and like pungent. And then, but the, the nuts were actually really good. But whatever. Okay, back on track. <laughs> All right, where were we? Walnuts. So if you're concerned about the fat and calories in nuts and you're trying to avoid them, just don't. You don't eat five handfuls of them. Limit it to about 10 walnuts per serving. And of course, if you're trying to gain weight, then load up. I mean, it's a healthy fat. It's super nutritious for you. The health benefits are incredible. And it's a great way if you're trying to gain weight. So this is all about, I never want to focus solely on losing weight or losing weight as a means to being healthy some people need to actually gain weight to be healthy so we're all going to we're always going to talk about healthy weight maintenance and management as opposed to just solely focusing on losing weight walnuts are the not the highest antioxidant levels so they are excellent for heart health and different ways that you can enjoy them you can enjoy them roasted and then put them on salads and different pastas. You can make taco meat out of them. 
depending on how you prepare them. You can top oatmeal, dairy-free yogurt, chia seed pudding, throw walnuts on there, put them in muffins, different desserts, of course, you can use them, cookies, cakes. You could put them in different trail mixes or throw them in uh, when you're making homemade granola bars. There's a lot of different ways that you can use walnuts, but they are incredibly nutritious, and we definitely didn't want to have these superfood episodes without mentioning that. So walnuts are the bonus. Walnuts are the bonus. So good. We always have a huge bag in our fridge. We store them in the fridge. So So those are our superfoods this week, part two. And again, I just want to reiterate that good health is best supported by eating a variety of nutritious foods every day, including some or all of the foods on this list as part of a balanced diet can benefit your overall health it may prevent certain chronic diseases. The superfoods we've highlighted in part one and part two of this series are what we eat most on a regular basis, but there are so much more. We are very much interested in expanding this conversation and series in the future. So if there's a superfood that you enjoy that we haven't mentioned, please let us know. As we mentioned before, we are super passionate <laughs> about superfoods. And veggies in general, but definitely the ones that pack the most nutritional punch. So we always try to kind of gamify this in our own house to see how many superfoods we can fit in one meal to gain the best nutritional benefit from it. All right, so that is our episode for this week. I feel like we were shot out of a cannon today. Our month off rejuvenated our energy apparently. This, um, this so, is fun. Yeah, I like appreciate it. you bearing with us on this one. <laughs> yeah, I like getting back into the swing of things. <laughs> so that is our Superfoods Part 2 episode. We hope that you enjoyed it, that you got a lot from it. And if you like the episode, if you liked what we had to say, please share it uh, and give us a good review if you haven't already. And we would greatly appreciate it. Please and thank you. Please and thank you. We hope you have a wonderful week. Peace and love.